Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify, the fast, lean learning machine, the fastest learning, most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce. Hello, welcome to episode three of the e-commerce growth show. In this series, we're focusing in on what you as a retailer need to know about to take your sales growth to the next level in 2020. There are six episodes in this series, and each of them focuses on a different area that's essential for e-commerce growth. Already live are our interviews with Big Commerce's Head of Europe, Mark Adams, and Segmentify's own Morat Soisal. In each of these, we took a high-level look at what's been happening in the e-commerce tech space and, more importantly, uh, how you can use that knowledge to create a competitive advantage for your business. After all, what creates growth more than a competitive advantage? Now, in this episode, we're shifting to the world of marketing, to the customer communications that bring the customer to the website to buy. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast app of choice so you don't miss the rest of the series, which is going to include payments, reviews and the post-purchase experience. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of the e-commerce master plan podcast, the best-selling author of multiple books on e-commerce and, of course, co-host of this show. I'm joined on every episode of the series by Phil Kay from Segmentify. Hello, Phil. Hello, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am good too. I am looking forward to getting into a topic which is something I've been involved with for over a decade now. So this is like my safe space. But um, but it's not. It's an area you don't know so much about. So why did you want to include Dot Digital in this series? Absolutely. Well, this is a, a very very important partner for Segmentify. Um, I mean, obviously my role has been in partnerships for a long while and I've known Dot Digital for a long time. Um, and what's really happened, particularly with um, Segmentify and partnering with um, Dot Digital, has been that we had a very exciting uh, joint project for Select Fashion, which basically, yeah, it's fascinating. They, they were basically looking for um, the next level in terms of um, on-site um, personalization for their brand. Um, and we had to do quite a rigorous proof of concept and AV split test with their incumbent provider. And um, Segmentify not being what we'd call an ESP or an email services provider or engagement cloud or however you want to word that, we obviously needed a need to partner with ESP platforms or engagement cloud platforms to deliver that side of things along with the rest of our proposition, which is around, you know, personal recommendations, push notifications, um, personal search and, and so on. So when we did that um, test, we decided because we have a, a seamless integration with Dot Digital to um, partner with them for the end to end solution for select fashion over their incumbent provider. And the results were fantastic i mean we saw basically a 14 percent uplift in revenue contribution on top of in addition to their current provider this is a company who are already doing some of the strategies but by putting in place your tech combined with dot digital it lifted it by 14 percent. yeah wow. simply due to the power of our machine learning and the strength of the integration with dot digital so they, they are our tier one um engagement cloud partner and um 
the combination of um, the integration and the tech quality, you know, of both segmented buy and dot digital just wiped the floor with the incumbent provider and gave, you know, more importantly, the customer that extra uplift and gains from personalization and email marketing that they would, well, whatever, you know, the service that dot digital provide effectively um, for that customer to the next level. So we were super excited about that. So I thought it's absolute no brainer to welcome them onto this particular broadcast to um, tell the listeners all about that in more detail. Okay, well, lovely listeners. Uh, what we've now got coming up is a deep dive into some of the more complex parts of shifting your business from the good old send out an email, hope some cash comes in to a proper communication strategy. Um, and we're going to be talking about preference centers, about legacy data, about new data, different channels, personalization. There's a whole load of good stuff coming your way that's going to really help you grow in 2020. It's time to welcome our guest. Gavin Logeny is the Head of Strategy and Insight at Dot Digital. He spent his whole career helping businesses improve their online customer communications. And yes, that means email, SMS, social, mobile, and more. If you're not familiar with Dot Digital, well, quite frankly, where have you been? Because they help over 4,000 brands in over 150 countries to be successful. And they've won so many awards, we could fill the whole episode by listing them all. But don't worry, we're not going to do that today. Hello, Gavin. Hello. How was, are you doing? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. I was taken back by that, that lovely intro from you. Well, we try. We try, don't we, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes we succeed as well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, oh, this is a really good podcast, and I realise I'm on it. So um, <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how are you doing, Gavin? You right? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thanks. Um, I'm trying not to say the uh, those words which are um, new new year, new me. But um, I'm, I'm sort of you know I'm trying I'm trying to, to work on you know bettering myself. Let's say yeah. that. Yeah, all the time. That is the point of the whole podcast. This is what we're doing is to try and give retailers that step to make their 2020 ever more brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Gavin, somebody told me on the grapevine that you are pretty famous. <laughs> do, you, do you want to tell us more about that before I come um, down to your office for your autograph? Um, I, famous? I, I wouldn't say famous. Um, <laughs> I have been on TV. I don't think anyone Ooh. that's been on, on Channel 5 can say that they've been, they've been famous. Wow. I don't know. It's, it's better than some of the channels these days. It's one of the top five, isn't it? <laughs> um... Basically, do you remember um, uh, Justin Lee Collins? Mm-hmm. Um, there was there was a show called Good Times with Justin Lee Collins, and um, uh, a friend of mine knew the production person and said, uh, "We we want some idiots that will sing on TV." And uh, the whole premise was there was a girl who was blindfolded, and I had to sing to her. There were three guys that had to sing to her, and she had to choose one of the the guys um, with the best voice, I guess. Ooh. So a singer as well? Uh, I'm not going to fall into that one. <laughs> Blind date meets uh, the voice is what we're talking here. It, it was definitely like that, yeah. It was like the blind date meets the voice, yeah. Um, and uh, I know what you're going to ask me. I didn't win. No. No, no. And your career didn't obviously go to the moon as a actor or singer? Well, no, it's gone from strength to strength because, you know, Dot Digital are going from strength to strength. And I think it coincided with me not actually making it on that show. And I've, I've pushed everything into making um, my day job a lot better. So it's destiny. 
clearly. <laughs> <laughs> did you buy? Did you buy any of that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. So convincing. Good. So convincing. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, so what we're going to talk about is customer communications. I'm keen to hear what do you think are the sort of most important things that we need to be focusing on in 2020 to maximize that area of the business? Um, well, I, I, I sound like a broken record whenever I speak really, because I tend to always bang on about data. Um, and that is definitely one of the things I, um, I say people should be looking at because without, without the right data, you can't, you can't really do anything. Um, there's a whole bunch of um, sort of techniques and tips and tricks that um, I think that we speak about quite a lot over here at Dot Digital. But without the right data, um, you know, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Effectively, um, you're not going to get the results you want. So, um, to, you know, at risk of sounding like a broken record, I think getting your data in the in the right um, the right sort of state is is definitely a, a key thing for going forward. But I think in in 2020. Uh, sort of life cycle marketing and definitely um, omnichannel marketing are uh, a couple of things that um, you know, people should be really looking at and focusing on. Interesting to hear more about that for sure. So should we should we dive into getting the data in the right state first off? Because I guess Gavin, there's kind of two sides to this, isn't there? We've got the side which is the data you've already got, and then there's the new data that's being fed into the system. So so where should should someone who's already up and running? Where do they start? Do you do you start by what's coming in, or do you start with what's already there? I would start with what's already there, because um, otherwise, you know, you're going to be adding on, um, you know, a mess on top of a mess that's already already there. So, you know, clean up what you've currently got. Have an understanding of what you've got. There's so many I won't name names, but there's so many clients I've spoken to that you know don't really have an idea of what what it is they have currently. Um, so, you know, kind of look at, um, have a really good look at what data you, you currently have um, and and have an understanding of what you're trying to do with it as well. Because um, in the same vein, you know, you might have a ton of data, but it's not useful for anything. So it's it's kind of getting your your, your head around around that, you know, what, what's currently sitting in your database. And hopefully that's not a spreadsheet that you've just got um, lying around somewhere. Um, hopefully you've got a, a, a tool to actually sort of manage your, your data properly. But, you know, have a look at what you have. Um, is it fit for purpose? Which means you're going to have to start looking at what you're trying to do with your, your data. Um, you know, you, you're going to want to run specific programs, automated programs, and and that's the sort of thing you want to you want to sort of uh, look at first. So I'd say definitely take stock of what um, what you currently have. And I would guess a lot of people are going to find they've got different data in different places, which can be quite a challenge, can't it? Um, yes. And again, uh, this is this is one of the things. When you say something like that, it, it sort of rings true for a number of people I've spoken to. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you think to yourself, "Yo, that's that's me," and I'm never going to, you know, be able to get anywhere, so many people have the same issues, um, and you know, you're able to get over those. You just kind of have to sit down and, and sort of figure out a plan. You know, really have an understanding of, as I keep saying, you know, what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, and then it makes it easier for you to sort of clear through and, and sit through and look at where your data sits, if it's in different pools, um, if it's sitting in different tools. Um, and then sort of one tool to kind of, sounds like Lord of the Rings, one tool to rule them all. Um, <laughs> you know, you kind of want a, an all-encompassing tool to kind of manage all of your data in, in one place or at least have different um, 
um, different tools feeding into one place because then you can have a really sort of um, holistic view of everything that you, you have. It's that 360 degree view of your data that everyone's trying to trying to get. Um, but yeah, having one tool to kind of um, funnel everything into is that's probably what you're looking for. And you've mentioned a couple of times in there about knowing why you want the data. And I, you know, like you, I speak to a lot of people who have no idea what data they've got, or you know, they want to do something. They discover they did have the data, but someone deleted it last week or something else. But but it is the bit which often people kind of dive straight into to collection or dive straight into cleaning before they've actually gone. What? Do, why do we actually want data, and what do we actually want to do with it? So so do you find that's where you start with a lot of people? Is actually hold on, let's take a step back from the detail and go why. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, uh, it, I, and it's often not the clients that are asking themselves this. Is when when I get into a session with a client because I, I do these sort of deep dive sessions with uh, with our clients. Um, you know, if they if they kind of want it and need it, and I do ask those questions, and it's often it's the awkward question because you know it won't be um, the things that people want to ask because they're going to have to deal with it. Someone's going to have to do that piece of work. Um, but it is it is a case of well, why are you doing this? You know. You're, you're collecting, for example, you're collecting um, date of birth, but you never will send out a birthday campaign and you, you guys aren't thinking of doing it. So why are you collecting that piece of information? You know, you're, you're, you're wasting people's time, one, collecting it, and then you're wasting your time as well because it's just sitting there. So um, it is, yeah, as you said, yeah, just think about why you're doing it. It's, I often find that the date of birth one in particular is one where someone's, you know, they get a new tool and they're setting up a new email sign up or something. They're going, oh, we can ask for date of birth. Let's ask for date of birth. That would be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, it's, it's like we're kind of like we're going to be kleptomaniac about data. Oh, we, we could ask for, for favorite toy as well. Let's do that. And it's like, really? You, kind of, you have to take a step back. But I think the, the other sort of thing you, you made the point of there was the bit where you are, you know, you say to people, why do you want this data? And people struggle to answer it. I think it's it's partly because it's a bit embarrassing. I think as marketers, we feel we always have to have the answer. And so sometimes being asked, why do we need this data and what do we want to do with it can actually be quite a difficult question to ask internally. Sometimes you need a third party to come in and say, why? <laughs> exactly that. And I, it's the amount of times I've had people in a room and often, you know, if, if it's a larger sort of marketing team, and um, the right hand doesn't speak to the left hand all the time, and you get people in a room and you ask that question, why? And you see blank faces. And then some people like pointing things like, well, because you guys wanted it. Like, no, we, we thought you wanted it. And oh, right. So we, we don't need that? No. Oh, okay. Well, then what are we trying to do? And it's, you know, it's, it's, those, it's those types of questions. And I think also, you know, when um, you know, we're, we're trying to communicate with um, our customers and as individuals, and hopefully we want them to trust us as well. Um, yeah, collecting the right parts of information to execute exactly what it is they need is so vital. So you know, all of these sort of questions come into play. Um, but it does start, as we said, with um, you know what it is, you know what is it we're actually trying to do in the first place. And we've we've strayed there into the the part we haven't quite yet talked about, which is collecting the data in the first place. Um, and that certainly when I, you know, started off 15 years ago, we collected data and then we kind of assumed it was set in stone. You know, the customer couldn't change anything. We'd never change anything. And it was, you know, that was it forever. Um, 
And it's not really that case anymore, is it? Not at all, no. Um, and, and, you know, the power should really um, sort of lie in, the, in your customer's hands. And it's, it's their prerogative to kind of make, uh, make changes. Um, we've seen a, a massive rise here in Dot Digital with, um, with clients wanting to not just have a preference center, but build one that's specific for them. Um, it caters to their needs and their clients' needs, their customers' needs. Um, and those are, it's a kind of, makes me sound really sad, but those are all the rage. Um, having a, having a, a sort of a custom preference center. Um, cause that's exactly what you want. You want to be able to, to speak to your clients, your customers in the way they want to be spoken to. Um, you know, frequency can be difficult to sort of, sort of manage, but definitely the types of comms that, um, that you want to speak to people about, you know, whether it's promotional bits and pieces, whether it's just news about yourselves, um, you know, giving them the option to, to kind of chop, uh, chop and change and, and understand what that, that, um, that could could look like as a, you know, a complete comms plan for you guys. Um, but also channels as well. I was going to say, when it also comes to, well, yeah, we'll definitely pick up on that channels point in a second, but when it comes to custom preference centers, do people provide customers with different preference centers or capture methods at different points in the customer journey? Because it strikes me that the options you should give someone when they sign up are different to the options you give them when they're still an inquirer, which would be different to the options you give them if they've bought from you five times. A hundred percent. You know, you, you said you've, you've been around in the industry like fifteen years, and yeah, I've I've kind of seen I've kind of seen those sort of changes. You know, people bombarding um, customers right at the beginning. You know, that's that's completely changed. You want to be able to have this progressive profile, which I, I think really is, is has been the sort of the tactic that's been around for forever. Um, and it is like that. You know, initially you just want to capture. Um, at least the email address. You know that's the key to, to everything. Um, so at least capturing the email address. If you want to start moving down into different channels and maybe you know, your mobile phone number as well. But once you have that email address, you can kick kick off into you know that, that initial welcome program um, and then sort of nurture and, and build up and collect more and more information down the line um, as in as and when you see fit. Because um, you're not going to want everything um, right up front. Because you know, people people just think, well, I haven't got time to do that. If you know, slowly you sort of build that up. Um, it, you know, it makes sense. It's it's like you know, we, we we have you know new new relationships all the time, and you wouldn't think um, about telling people about everything um, that's uh, that's happened in your lives, even though I've just told you know, loads of people that I've been on TV. Before, um, but you wouldn't think about telling every sort of minute detail about yourself to someone straight away. You'd want to kind of build up to that, um, and it's exactly the same sort of thing we're trying to do here with um, you know this with a digital thing that we all work in. Um, is just gradually build up that relationship because it is it is a relationship that you you, you have with the, the customer. Um, yeah, so that's that's what we're trying to do. And we mentioned we we're going to talk about channels there. And that's, you know, if you start off with the email address, then you're going to want to start getting some other marketing channels. So, you know, you've seen some, you get you get to kind of go behind the scenes and see what people are doing on in many different e-commerce businesses of all sizes. And I know the whole multi-channel, omni-channel thing uh, <laughs> is, uh, is something people are struggling with. So are you, are you seeing... Of those who you're seeing be successful, because I don't, you know, we don't expect you to name any names here. But what are they doing that's creating big benefits without massive upheaval? Um, I think they're um, they're opening themselves up to the different channels that there are available. That's one thing. 
Um, the second thing is asking your database. Isn't that a novel thing? Is no asking the people that you're you're um, selling to, interacting with, whether or not they want to you know connect with you on other channels. Um, and it's a it's a generational thing as well. I'm seeing you know a number of people like to to um, communicate um, maybe on on chat on your website. Or a lot of people might want, um, you know, a WhatsApp message or an SMS message. And, you know, you've got other people as well who are quite happy to, to stick with the staple, which is email. Um, but unless you're asking that question, which kind of goes back to what we're saying about preference centers, but unless you're asking those questions, you won't know whether or not, uh, you know, different channels, multiple channels, omni-channel is going to work for you. Um, so, you know, I would definitely say open yourselves up to, to all of those channels. Um and um, and then give your your, your customer base um, a chance to tell you exactly whether or not they want to um, converse with you on, on those channels. Because the worst thing in the world is to, to you know get start getting uh, SMSs from from someone and you just think to yourself, no, I didn't I didn't really request that. Um, or there's far too many. Switch off and then you kind of lose them. Um, so you really need to ask that question. And from the business perspective as well, go to all the effort of building a new channel to then find its tumbleweed because the customer didn't actually want it after all. But then figuring out what what you know what the um, the actual use of it is because SMS is probably not going to be that sort of mass um, promotional type um, channel. It's probably more for notifications and definitely WhatsApp um, will be that as well. Um, so you know notifications, letting people know that you've you've made that purchase and. This is your sort of your receipt, if you like. Um, it works great in the world of, of travel, you know, to get your um, to get your boarding passes and bits and pieces on SMS, so then you can save to your, your wallet. Um, those those types of things, and it's, it's sort of opening up the horizon to to, to building a um, a sort of a, it's almost like a narrative you have. You know, you start off talking on on email, you get them excited, get them sort of looped in, get them to purchase. Um, after receiving an email, but then, you know, notifications happen on SMS and, and WhatsApp. And, you know, if you start to lose them, then maybe you can, you know, tie in sort of snow, um, social. Um, and if you really wanted to, you know, you've got snail mail on post to kind of, you know, get people um, into back into the fold. Or maybe if they're a really sort of high ticket, high value customer, that's when snail mail or post can come, come quite nicely. Um, so it's, it's sort of building up that picture, that sort of, I guess, of, you want to say um, life cycle marketing, you know, building up that, that sort of journey that people are taking with you and understanding where those different channels uh, sort of fit into. Yeah, I, I find it's interesting, actually, you, you, you mentioned it around really, it's a relationship. And I haven't really, obviously, from not directly in your space, suddenly realising that's what you're actually doing. You're cultivating a relationship, like, through it, aren't you? Or at least you're assisting with it or adding a layer um, of course, yeah. Penny drops. It's it's it's, it's one of those things. You, you are you do forget really that when you send out a mass message to all of your people in your database, you forget that there is someone on the other side of, of that computer screen. You know, it's a natural person, um, and I'm seeing I'm, I'm looking more and more into sort of um, um, sort of not just sustain sustainability, but sort of ethics when it comes to. Um, um, what we do in, in, in the business world. And I found a stat the other day was, was saying, I think something like 84% of um, consumers say that they would consider you know, working with a company or buying from a company based 
on their ethics and their values. And, you know, treating someone as an individual comes back into all of that. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's something that um, companies are really going to have to start understanding. And it, you see, you're seeing it more and more with um, sort of uh, e-commerce uh, businesses. You know, um, you, you do make a decision now based on how people make their, their produce, um, if they're giving back and, and that type of thing as well. So it's, you know, it's definitely something to consider. Um, is 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 the um, the person buying your your wares that they're actually an individual? Well, yeah, and it, 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 I like the fact you bring up the ethics because it's. I think people often think ethics is about where the product is sourced or about the message they give out, and they sometimes don't quite realise actually. No, it's about the number of messages you send and the content of those messages as well. It's if you're going to go down that sustainability ethical positioning then you have to consider it across the entire business, not not just the packaging your product leaves, that leaves the warehouse in. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And um, Gavin, we given this is um, the Segmentify podcast, we have to talk a bit, little bit about, and because we're talking about customer comms, we can't not talk personalization. So, um, so one we don't have time to cover the whole of personalization today but one one question i think kind of fits in with what we've been talking about is should we do you find brands being successful basing the personalization they're doing on what the customer does or what the customer inputs in preference centers so the old behavior versus what they say they'll do um you you can't have them mutually exclusive you, you, Definitely can't um, can't have one uh, without the other. It, you have to make a sort of fuse the the, the two together. Um, the implicit and explicit data need to work together to get um, what I like to call what we've, we've we sort of referred to as um, digital body language. Um, and that's that's um, do you like that? I like <laughs> I like implicit and explicit. I was getting quite excited about and then digital <laughs> body language. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> But it's but it's, it's 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 that sort of thing because when when someone walks into a store, like if you had a brick and mortar store, um, and I go back to my old days, I used to work in the at the Gap. Other other clothing stores are available. Um, I used to <laughs> used to have you know someone would walk in and you'd see them make a beeline for you know either the jeans or something like that, and you know that would, would show you exactly what they're looking for. But then you go up and speak to them, and they say, "Well, actually, I've come in looking for jumpers today." And, you know, you can see how straight away you can be led down one route, but actually they're looking for something else as well. So, you know, they fill out their preferences in the preference centre and you can stick to that and that could be the only thing you do. But if you ignore the um, the um, the other sort of information you have from them, like, uh, you know, their movement around the website, how long they've lingered on the page for, um, if they've left something in their basket and they, you know, they haven't come back for it, all those types of things, you've got to fuse that all together because... Just having them tell you something alone is is not enough. Um, the age old example that I've, I've always sort of had is, you know, you go to the doctors and the doctor asks you, will ask you how many um, units of alcohol you've consumed, um, you know, over over a regular week, and you know, because it's a doctor, you probably lie. Yeah, one one unit. Tell me about it. <laughs> But then, if the doctor goes through your uh, your rubbish, your bins, and sees all the bottles of wine, um, that's another thing. So you know, once that you know, customers telling you one thing, you know, you can't just take that. You need to look at their um, their digital body language to make a, a proper proper decision um, 
um, and what it is they, they want. So using that data to kind of segment and personalize um, based on that. And again, you can always ask them, you know, how, are we sort of wide of the market? But it looks to, to, to us as though you'd be interested in that X, Y, and Z. Very cool. I'm, I'm still, oh, I'm still loving digital body language. That's so. I'm going to be using that this year. Um, okay. So, uh, Gavin, we've been talking all about the marvelous world of preference centers and omnichannel and all the rest of it, but which, of course, is what you do day in day out at Dot Digital. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about Dot Digital and how the listeners can get in touch with you guys? Yeah, sure. Um, well, we are um, obviously um, a, a massive um, sort of platform, um, and Engagement Cloud is the, is the platform that um, you've been using if uh, you did kind of uh, look at us. Um, but we, we help um, all our clients sort of um, connect and empower them, themselves with um, a sort of a range of tools. Um, and as I was saying, sort of omni-channel uh, marketing is, is the key thing for us. So not just looking at email, which is our sort of our bread and butter, but giving you a sort of a, a range of um, tools to communicate with your your clients is is what we're sort of offering. Um, and if you do want to have a, a look at um, the platform or at least get in touch with us and have someone speak to you about you know how we can help to broaden your horizons in, t- in terms of um, communications and um, and uh, really connecting with your, your customers. Um, you can go to our, our website, which is um, there's actually a particular link for a, a quick demo, uh, so you can see a video. And then, if you want to see more of that, then you can you can dive a little bit deeper into that. But um, if you go to uh, https um, colon forward slash forward slash um, dot digital dot com forward slash demo, um, it's quite sad actually because you go to that page, you're going to see my face. Um, it sounds like I'm promoting <laughs> myself, but you go there and, and you know, fill out the details and you can get a quick demo of, of the platform um, just to see sort of over an overview of what's, um, what's available. Um, and if you want to see more, then you can have someone sort of um, design a, a demo for you. But as I said, we're, we're all about sort of, you know, heightening um, communications with our clients and, and working really well with our partners as well. So, um, Segmentify, um, really helping you get the best out of um, digital marketing. It's not, um, it's not really about just using our platform. It's sort of taking a step back and understanding strategy. And you know, that's, that's the sort of thing I, I'm looking to as well. Um, to, to really work out what it is um, you should be doing for your clients. Nice one, Gavin. I've just got kind of one little question, um, which I'm quite keen because, again, you know, I'm not directly in your world because we're both in e-commerce, but um, what, what would you say almost like as a, as a, in a nutshell to somebody like me who doesn't fully know ins and outs of, 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 of the sector that you're, that, you're, that you're in, how would you say to them, this is why we're kind of different this is this is why we have a unique proposition that is really powerful and that you need to speak to us because of how we can help you how would you sort of package that up in a, in a couple of sentences i think i'm very careful in not saying that we're a one-stop shop because that's definitely not the case um although we know we offer you a number of different channels to, to communicate with your customers on um via email sms social and even we've got like a raw mail um, sort of plug-in tool um, that you can you can use as well. So, you know, a number of different channels. But on top of that, we're really um, sort of involved in how um, how we can help you better yourselves with using the platform. So it's the account management team and people like myself who really take an interest in 
your world, what it is you're trying to achieve and how we both can get there. I think that's the, the key to, to that. And I've been here 10 years and in that whole time I've been here, um, it's always been sort of, you know, we've got this um, really sort of easy platform to use. Put that to one side. It's how we can help you get the best out of that platform. Um, and I think that's, that's always been the, the case with us, really. Awesome answer. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Gavin, so much for being on the show and for giving us so much great insight. I know will have helped the listeners yet again um, to improve their business in 2020. So, um, so thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Gavin. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah, see you soon. Really enjoyed it. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. So, Phil, we got deep into the world of data and preference centers and communications and email marketing there. Um, left left me with lots of ideas for very complicated stuff. Um, <laughs> how, about, how about you? What did you take from that one? I'll tell you what. I think I mentioned it in the, in, in the chat with Gavin. The, the, the penny dropped for me when I suddenly realized that um, this is all about complementing a relationship as I suddenly realized when I go about talking to, you know, our customers or we're talking to the marketplace, what are we actually trying to do? What are we actually even trying to do with our platform segment? You know, uh, the personalization, we are trying to build a relationship with every single person that inter interacts with the website that we're deployed on. And, and similarly with dot digital, it's exactly the same. What, what are you doing to cultivate relationship pre post sale and so on, you know, with the, the customers. So I think that was the, a really good thing for me to understand how to bring them together in the sense of um, how it relates really to the relationship building element with your well, customers. Hopefully we've, we've given a few of the listeners that penny drop as well, because I think there's a, there's a big shift in the industry in the, you know, the e-commerce marketing industry from just send a big email out, see some money come in, send a big message out, see some money come in to actually, how do we embrace that with the customer journey? It's not an easy easy change to make. It requires quite a lot of work, quite a lot of thinking, quite a lot of strategy, and a big old mindset shift. Like in the old days of email, certainly from my perspective, and even in in, in a sales operation or whatever, um, it's all about a volume game. But actually, it's not about that anymore. It's like how can we get granular with with each and every interaction, and um, and that's why the the combination of Segmentify and Dot Digital, for example, is so powerful. Um, because when they're talking about that relationship. Um, if you have that granular control over what each and every customer is doing, and you can tell your message accordingly, then of course your um, your value back and relevancy to the customer just goes up and up and up. Thank you, Phil. Now, if you want to get granular and make that shift away from the volume game to something much more lucrative, then you should probably head to segmentify.com forward slash podcast, where you can get your hands on all the links and resources mentioned in this episode and a full transcript. That's a written version of this whole show. Via that link, you'll also find details of the whole series. Don't forget to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and so forth, because we wouldn't want you to miss a single episode, especially not the next one. In our next episode, Phil and I are swatting up on the latest payments, mobile and international expansion strategies with Brian Mapley of Adgen. Yes, we've managed to fit what you need to know to grow about all three of those crucial subjects into just one episode. Do not miss it. 
put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider. Set up and optimize by our team within a few days at segmentify.com slash demo.